0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools
1: and information they need to grow and change their world. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon. Set a goal and achieve it. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and on today's program, we're talking about The Complete Leader Competency of Goal Achievement. It's the ability to execute a plan and get the desired results. We turn to Mindy Bortness. Mindy's company is Communication Works, Inc., uh, called eHarmony for Jobs. Mindy's specialty is helping clients reduce turnover by as much as 40%. Mindy, it's great to have you on the Complete Leader Podcast.
0: Thank you, Dale. It's my pleasure to be here.
1: A little bit about Mindy. Uh, She's been on the podcast a few times, and it's all I always look forward to the conversations because I get to learn so much. Uh, Mindy is in the Southern California area, San Diego to be exact, is where she is based with her family and her business. And uh, she has uh, a fantastic family of canines as well. I do. <laughs> so uh, just in case there's a bark in the background, that's why, but uh, give us an update. How are the pooches doing?
0: Everybody's good, uh, and I and I really shouldn't not be remiss in, in talking about my children. My children are great as well. None of them are in my zip code. They're all over the country. There's three of them, and the three canines are here and happy, and they are doing well. They've been fed, so I hope we don't hear from them tonight.
1: Oh. Terrific. Okay, so we're going to dive in. Goal achievement, our topic today. Let's talk about a specific time in your life where you invested in identifying goals and how you saw it pay out. Tell us the story.
0: Yeah, this topic, Dale, is really near and dear to me. I feel like goal setting has been ingrained in me. I, I While I'm in the San Diego region now, I grew up in Chicago, uh, northwest tip of Chicago. My dad was a Chicago police officer, and he achieved being number one out of 1,400 uh, men and women on the lieutenant's list. And I would say that the other four men who studied with him were all in the top 25. So very, I knew that when I was a little girl, that he was very goal oriented. My mom was in real estate and she sold homes in Chicago when they were $20,000 a home. And she was in the million dollar club, which meant that you had to sell at least a million dollars for five years in a row. So I come from, from whence we come, right? From whence I came. I come from very goal-oriented, yet very down-to-earth parents. And I remember being a little girl and writing goals even as early as like eighth grade. And I wanted to be a cheerleader and try out for cheerleading, and I made it. So it's very near and dear to me and always been a piece of of my DNA.
1: So did your parents have a goal-setting system that they taught you? Did you learn it through assimilation, just watch, sit, sitting back and watching, dig I deeper I, into mom and dad. I think
0: just sitting back and, and, and watching and listening. I was the youngest, my, my uh, brother and sister who I love dearly were, were like eight and 10 years older than me. So I was a little bit of a latchkey kid. And so I was around conversations that were probably a little bit more business minded and, uh, and just sort of pick that up.
1: So did you see mom and dad actually writing down goals? Did they share those with you? you? You had a chance to see it in action?
0: It was more the actions. Yeah, it was more the actions of it happening. Um, so I saw the fruit of it, not necessarily the process that went into it.
1: So what, let's talk about writing those goals down. You said at eight years old?
0: well in 8th grade in
1: 8th grade so in 8th grade whatever that
0: me. whatever that makes yeah. you i started then and then even through high school you know what i wanted to achieve in high school it went all the way up through uh, i i had uh, you know we we spoke about the dogs i've always had a lifelong love of animals and i thought it was going to be a veterinarian so that was a goal i had ever since i was a little girl i was going to be a veterinarian and live in colorado And I made it. I mean, I made it all the way up to pre-vet school in University of Illinois, which is an amazing veterinary school to get into, and uh, started as pre-vet as a freshman, and um, nobody told me science was involved in this thing. (laughs) So science is not my middle name. It is not a natural gift of mine. And so this lifelong goal from a person who likes to have goals and achieve them, Uh, was starting to unravel.
1: And what did you do at that point?
0: I struggled. I knew that veterinary medicine was not going to be where I was going to land, despite having, you know, a decade plus of, of that being a dream. It was not a gift of mine. I went into sort of LAS general, you know, just sort of general arts. In talking to a counselor, I ended up in a major that I'm even less compatible with than science, which was economics. Again, not a strong suit. So I went from sort of bad to worse. And that was a struggle because again, I like to achieve things and this was not easy for me. It was not natural for me.
1: What did those goals look like? And, And take me through the evolution of goal writing from an eighth grader to high school to college. What what did the process look like that you developed for yourself?
0: It was a process of pictures before I knew that that would have been called visualization. So cutting things out, you know, when you're, you know, you, you were a little boy, I was a little girl, we would cut things out of magazines. So I would cut, cut pictures out of magazines. I'd cut words out. So writing as well as doodling and drawing and cutting things out of magazines. Those are, those would be tools that I would use from being a little girl all the way up to today. And you still use those vision boards. Yeah. I have vision boards in my, in my office.
1: What does your vision board look like?
0: Well, it has a house with a red door on it. And right now, two years ago, we bought a house that just happens to have a red door. It's got a lot of cabiny feel to it. And that was a lifelong goal. And we have a cabin and uh, definitely has animals everywhere. And uh, it has happy clients. So it's kind of got a, a, a bunch of different pieces to it.
1: So are you still cutting out the pictures? Are you drawing the pictures? What, what do those images look like?
0: Uh, The vision board that I have up is actually cutting out. I I do that each January, not every January, but every couple of Januaries we do that. And um, I also have a written uh, set of goals. There are 13 really huge life goals that I have on there that I, I look at and pray about and think about each day. And then I have annual goals with my husband. So in in terms of nuggets for people, really, really encourage writing down all facets of life. So not just business, but uh, business, health, vacation, social, any of the life goals that you have.
1: And you're using projects. Okay. And you're using both text. You're using pictures. You're approaching this from a variety of places is what I hear you say.
0: For me, those all work.
1: So from the complete leader, a person who is skilled in goal achievement is uh, establishing achievable goals, identifies and implements objectives and activities that are going to lead to accomplishing the goals, and gets started working toward the goal without undue delay. We've, hear- we've heard all those things through the stories that you have shared up to this point, but really Goal achievement is a compilation of skills, those skills that we're talking about in the podcasts, The Complete Leader, you'll find in the book. And it requires futuristic thinking, conceptual thinking, planning and organization, creativity, and... uh, and all of that has, has mixed in with those things that Mindy has shared. Let's talk about smart goals. Uh, It's, it's detailed in the complete leader, this idea of a goal being specific, measurable, action oriented, realistic, and time bound. How, how do you write your goals? How does, how do your goals fit that process and how do you, uh, what, what are the checks and balances that you use to make sure that your goals are smart?
0: So first of all, I think smart goals are amazing and, and they work and there's all kinds of iterations of them and, but they, they tend to have those five uh, stated areas that you're talking about, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time bound. I, I kind of want to sc- scoot back to the college thing because after economics, I did land and took an assessment which said I'd be good in advertising because I was really good on the writing side. So getting to SMART goals, that would have probably been the first time that I had Maybe hit on all five of those. I, I can't say that I you know that I hit on all five of those before college and then business, because I wouldn't have known it. you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been that smart to sort of think of those five elements. But once I did land in advertising, I I was a junior by then. So I bounced around for two years, and advertising was a two- year college. So the time bound, graduate with an advertising degree in communications. So communications degree with a a, uh, major in advertising. So that was time bound. It was realistic. I could get it done. I knew the actions and the classes that I had to take, which were now in a condensed amount of time because I didn't really have all the precursors done. Definitely measurable and very specific. So that was probably the first time in my life that I was hitting on all five of those cylinders. Hmm.
1: So as we talk about the principle of goal achievement, uh, you like to say, find your dream. And if mm-hmm. we, we point back to that, did you find your dream through the assessment? How did you find that dream? And, and uh, because you had the, the initial dream of being a veterinarian and that was changed. Yeah. So, um,
0: the assessment that I took through the career center at college really pointed me in the right direction of what were the classes I was acing. You know, I, I was acing the English classes, the, those, the creative classes, the arts classes, those were coming very easy to me. And so getting that assessment and realizing that I should be in alignment with my gifts. Oh my goodness. I mean, that was, that was gold to me and I can still love animals but I, I don't necessarily need to be a veterinarian so I was able to let go of one goal in favor of another one even though there was a time frame that I that I floated that I I, I wasn't positive I wasn't sure I had to explore and so I found a new dream and then I made a plan and then I did the work
1: mm-hmm. those are the three things the three areas behind the principle find a dream make a plan do the work we always like to leave listeners with very specific, actionable things they can do to improve in the competency that we're talking about. So I'm going to turn it over to you. When it comes to goal achievement, what uh, what three or four things can we be doing to really start to succeed in goal achievement?
0: I really do like the idea of of sitting down for annual goals. You can do that. My husband and I happen to be doing that at at sort of year end and early January. You could do it whenever you want. A lot of people do it in January. It just makes the most sense. But really sort of expanding beyond your work life to your home life and, and taking a little more proactive role in all facets Even you can even be as specific as for us, you know, we it could be easy to sort of get in our routine and see the same people. So we actually have a goal of hanging with a different couple every month, finding a new couple to go play with. Really, that may sound silly, but it, what it does is it expands your horizon, it expands your, your conversations and, and the people you hang with. So, so I do suggest writing down and having goals in all facets of your life. Secondly, I would say check in on them. So, so let's not write it in January and then throw them in a drawer and then in November say, oh, my goodness, where are we with our goals? It's important to check in. Keep it top of mind. Is it still your goal? And frankly, you know what? It's okay to let go of a goal if it's really not what you're going after. You have to realize if you're not moving toward something and you're resisting it, what's behind that? So being okay with letting it go, if if that's the case. And, and thirdly, Dale, I would suggest an accountability partner of some sort.
1: Who's your accountability partner?
0: For my home goals, it's my husband. And for my work goals, it's a uh, sort of a work partner of mine.
1: Okay. And what does the check-in process look like? What does accountability look like? I mean, I think anybody listening has probably got a definition. And if we went out and polled 10 listeners, we'd have 10 different definitions. But what does accountability look like for you specifically? Is it a daily check-in, a weekly check-in, a monthly check-in? What are those conversations like?
0: And I love, I want to I want to pause and really honor what you just said, because there's no right way. You have a right way. I have a right way. Our listeners are going to have their own right way. So I, I love where you're going with that. For me, it works to have a conversation every couple of weeks. So every two weeks, getting on the phone for a half an hour, that's a real easy way to sort of get through, what are you working on, what am I working on? There are friends of mine who who text. They have a daily text. I want to know how I'm doing on a scale of 1 to 10, and I'm going to text you on how I'm doing on my goals every day by 5 p.m. and let you know my number. And then that person the receiver, the accountability partner, if they don't get the number, they, they prompt it and say, hey, what's your number today? It could be very a, as little as that. It can be let's get together once a month in person. It can be write me an email every Friday. So all of those are viable and perfect, and you find what's right for you.
1: But it's the fact that you've got that accountability partner that you're working with on a consistent basis. Consistency is what I hear is important for from you regardless of the process.
0: Correct. If you, if you are not, if you're just announcing and not doing the work, making the plan and doing the work, then you're just, you know, you're just making an announcement. Mm. (laughs) You're you're just making an announcement or just announcing a dream. Um, You have to actually sort of roll up your sleeves and, and it's fun to measure. It's fun to work toward it. You know, honestly, I don't hit all my goals every year, but I sure come close to most of them. You know, if, you know, so, so if I hadn't been measuring, if I hadn't called it out at the beginning, beginning, I'd just be wandering.
1: Exactly. Now we're into 2017 as this podcast airs and, uh, well past January. You mentioned it briefly, but you don't have to wait until January 1st in order to go through this process. Uh-huh. Sure. January 1st is a great time, but the next best time is now.
0: Absolutely.
1: Cool. Any final words for us?
0: No, I want them to start working on their stuff. Go on stop listening to us. Get your get your goals out.
1: All right, goal achievement. <laughs> Our focus today on the Complete Leader Podcast. Mindy Bortness has uh, shared her story, shared some insight into how she applies goal achievement in her life and achieves it. You can find Mindy at Inc.com. Also uh, in, on social networks, you're gonna see all that contact information in the show notes for this episode. Mindy, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you, Dale, it was my pleasure.
1: And this is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online thecompleteleader.org.